Hey, thanks for joining us on this next episode of Gen X Reverb. It's me, Justin, and my brother Bradley on the mics for this episode. And it's the 4th of July weekend, so if you hear any loud, percussive, ear-injuring sounds in the background, it's people outside that we cannot control. Uh, there's no trivia by Ken and no Gen X reverberations with Mark, but those guys will be back on the next episode. So, again, thanks for joining us. Me and Bradley are going to talk Obi-Wan episode or uh, part four through six. Bradley, take it away. All right. So spoilers ahead. Go ahead and turn this episode off and do not listen to it. If you have not completed the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus, um, there's going to be lots of spoilers. We covered episodes one through three, I think, on a previous podcast. Go ahead and take a listen to that if you want to. Uh, recognize that there will be spoilers on that as well. Um, Justin and I are both the two opinionated uh, podcasters on Gen X Reverb, GXR. <laughs> so uh, disclaimer, we are going to give you our opinion. Um, please forgive us if we bash in a little too hard on this, but uh, that's what judges do. You judge how something tastes in your mouth and we respect that, um, and we're going to respect uh, all the people, too, at Disney. Hopefully, we'll, we'll make sure to be kind. Um, so I was thinking we could begin with uh, episodes. Uh, let's just give a recap with episodes one through three for you, Justin. <clears throat> um, you already know uh, part one, basically Order 66. We get that nice opening montage, very beautiful. We We, we get a sweeping shot of this big fish in the desert and we get to see Obi-Wan's job and we basically learn that he's a recluse. He's been traumatized by Order 66 and he's trying to hide, but he's, we're introduced to Leia Organa. Um, we, we know the heist in episode two. Um, just fast forward, they go to that one planet. Uh, in episode Dayu. three? Episode two. Oh, episode they two. They meet okay. Haja. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, very good character, in my opinion. He adds weight to the series. And then we uh, go ahead and have the Grand Inquisitor and Reva and everybody introduce the fact that Anakin didn't know, or Obi-Wan didn't know that Anakin was still alive. We covered that on the previous podcast, so fast-forwarding to mm -hmm. part three. Uh, they make it to Mapuzo, the mining planet, where they meet the mole dude, which was hilarious to me when I re-listened to your <laughs> characterization of Mulbert. Hey guys. So yeah, that was good for the kids, <clears throat> which um, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Which I think Mulbert is kind of our, is probably the, the mascot for uh, where we're going with this. So episode or part four, all of these are directed by Deborah Chow. I, I don't really know how much of Deborah Chow's input was, was given for, the story because when you're a director, you're just directing Joby Harold and uh, others 
uh, did the writing, but it looks like Joby Harold did Uh-oh. most of the writing. So I better go ahead and pull up Wikipedia. Where do you, where are you getting this information yes. from? Yeah, Wikipedia. Just okay. Obi Wan Kenobi TV series Wikipedia. You'll see directed by, written by, original release date, which is all within the last month or so. Um, but you'll you'll be able to see who wrote it. By the way, of Toy Story fame, Pixar fame, Andrew Stanton uh, and Joby Harold wrote uh, part five. Uh, kind of infamous for John Carter, the film by Disney, how it oh. bombed at the box office. I think Andrew Stanton did that one. Andrew um, Stanton. Okay. Yeah. Because th- just dovetailing about the John Carter movie that was by, like you said, um, they did it like a toy store, like a Pixar movie. Like the from way his that, standpoint. Yeah. <clears throat> the way they workshop Pixar movies is, is they don't, they don't have a solid completed idea. Like there, there's, you can't complete an idea to start a Pixar movie. It has to be just an open idea and you have to workshop shop it as you create the movie. And they did that with the live action yeah. movie, John Carter. Um, I don't know how that ports over to part, part four of Obi-Wan other than the fact that he just helped write it. Right. Well, yeah, he, he helped write it, but I'm, I'm actually interested because yeah, he even admits, I think Andrew Stanton did, uh, he, come on, let's give this guy credit. He's, part of the team for finding Dory, finding Nemo. I yeah. think, I don't know. Excellent um, ideas. The Pixar Wally. team comes up with excellent ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the Pixar side, yeah. But anyway, John Carter bombed because of a lot of things. He didn't know how to do a live action movie. Basically he admits that other people admit that things went South. So I wonder. So he, he was the writer or the director of, of he was John the director Carter. of John Carter. He directed John Carter. Yeah. Sometimes it's a stay in your lane kind of thing, right? Stay in your lane. Yeah. Stop trying to hit home runs, Michael Jordan. Get back on the basketball court type (laughs) feeling. Get back in the... (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You're not a baseball player, bro. We love you. We want you to to reach out to different things, but you're good at basketball, not baseball. Same thing Uh, with Andrew Stanton. It's like, nah. Let me add one more uh, analogy, man. LeBron James. Why don't you go ahead and stay out of the uh, front office? Well, let let the management handle who's going to be hired for the L.A. Lakers and you just play basketball. How about that? But anyway, yeah. say, same kind of con- concept. Yeah. So D- back to this guy. Diminish your, yeah, diminish your hubris, basically. Try to swallow your pride. Let other people do what they do better than you because they, they have more skills in that particular role. Hubris. And I'm wondering if that. Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering if that has a, a role to play with our opinion of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So um, final episode or part six written by story by Stuart Beetle or Betty and Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton teleplay by Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton and Hossein Andrew Stanton. Uh, uh, Amini. I'm not sure who these people are other than Andrew Stanton. Obviously they have to have some clout, uh, the level of clout you would have to have, in my opinion, to write something for Disney and star Wars this property is so special and so powerful. Um, like Master Windu, it's so powerful. <laughs> um, you, you would you would hope that these persons, these writers, would do it justice. So let's just go, let's just go right out the gates. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, on a scale of one to ten for the entire series, conglomerately, um, I'm putting this at a solid. Mm, five and that might change to four or three but it it's that it's a five 
So Justin, from what you saw, what, what did you think on a scale of one to 10 for the entire series? You, you gave it a six? five, man. Okay. It's bad, man. No, I, I thought five is a good score, but, um, Ooh. now, now I feel terrible, man. I, I just, without thinking, I want to give it a two without, without giving too much, but I have given a lot of thought to it and, uh, but not enough it, as far as all the ins and outs you have to consider direction of course that's deborah chow um you have to consider cinematography i don't know who that guy is or girl uh we do know the writers now joby harold and andrew stanton and then there's also hannah friedman she's she's writing as well um i don't know who that is but we we do know me uh, either we do know this just based on this series this was not very good writing Especially like I'll I'll call up uh, the whole thing that you that you brought up with the chase. <clears throat> he doesn't have to. Obi Wan does not have to chase after young Princess Leia and say Leia eighty times in a row. Whoever wrote that, was, that just come on, man. Nobody does that. And that was nauseating. It's like just stop. They nobody Leia. Nobody, Leia. everyone has the ability, even people who are not that athletic to catch a little girl. That's not athletic at all by any means. But anyway, that's not the writing part. Um, yeah, screen, you digressed over into the action. Yeah, screenplay. But the writing itself was. Uh, yeah. Now, this is a spoiler right here. Okay, I'm going to give a, a spoiler alert. If you have not seen Jurassic World Dominion, um, go ahead and cut this right here. Just cut it. Just pause it and be be on out. Okay, so we're gonna review Jurassic World Dominion um, in a in a uh, future podcast. But I just want to say, the Star Wars people they need to go ahead and go on over to the Jurassic Park studio and figure out how to film things fast, how to film chases fast, because yeah. They still they they did they made a big fail on how slow Princess Leia was running. I mean, um, it, it could have been faster, much faster. Um, Obi Wan, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ewan McGregor. He that it looked embarrassing how slow he was running to catch her. And so when you go over to Jurassic mm. World, you see they mean business with these raptors with the raptor chase. Yeah. They're going so yeah. fast on motorcycles and, and the Raptors. And it's like, dude, this is how you do it. Star Wars, take a lesson. This is how you do high-speed chases right here. It doesn't have to be fast and furious. It just has to be pretty much fast, like, like normal speed. So anyway, they failed on yeah. that, too. What do we call that? That's Is that cinematography or just filming? What, what do we call that? I think it's a combination of, I guess in that case, it's editing um, and also direction because, okay, if we go specifically to episode part two, when they kidnap Leia, it's, um, actually hold up. That's part one. The very first episode she gets yeah. kidnapped. Yeah. She Those gets kidnapped in part one. Guys yeah. were running slowly, bumblingly. It was like a kid show. It actually looked like Power Rangers. Um, it it just it looked like VR troopers or something from the nineties, you know, that was spewed out of China um from the seventies, eighties that they just recut. It, 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 I mean, not the the film quality, but just the the stylization of it. It's like, why are you like the putties from 
Power Rangers. Buddies. I don't know. If, <laughs> what they called the buddies? Me and Justin did not go to the Power Rangers. I don't know what those show, guys were way. called, but you're talking about those gooey guys. I know you're talking about, yeah. The, like the, the bad guys. The, the bad guys, yeah, that they just kind of mow through. Yeah. Bunch of stunt men um, in, so, in gooey suits. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so, and that, that, I think, so to answer your question, yeah, it was just editing and direction. Like, why are you telling them to run like that? And why can't the actress who plays Leia run faster? But uh, this is, you know what, let, let me just front load it this way. Let's just start with my, my consensus on the entire show. I finally figured it out. This is a kid's show. Disney, you got me. I, I already told this to all my cousins. I, I finally figured it out. Disney got us. So we were not asking for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, you, you know, we'll just go to the meet. We weren't asking for this. I, I was not asking for this. If other people were asking for it, great, fine, good. You got it. And I'm pretty sure you're not satisfied with it because this entire six-episode first season, hopefully this is the last, caused more plot holes, more confusion, more contradictions. It didn't help. It didn't explain anything. It just told us what we already know. And it added inquisitors, which were executed badly from the Dave filoni which nobody was even asking for rebels, really, I don't think. And that's a kid's show. That's Touted as a kid's show, Obi Wan was not. It is a kid's show, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay, I was going to say, in your opinion, I like that because I'm I'm thinking, did you did you find this online? Is everybody finding out together that this was a kid's show? But I, I like what you're saying, Bradley, because now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of does look like a kid's show. Like they fooled it's us goofy. into watching a goofy kids show. Huh. It's slapstick. It's okay. It's, yeah, because Mul- Mulbert's for kids. It's for Mulbert's definitely yeah. a kid. Mul- kid guy. Um, <laughs> Mapuso is that part? Is that the first planet or the second planet? That's the second planet. The second one. Okay, the first planet I thought was laughable because it's like, bro, what this is? <laughs> this is not Star Wars, man. So nope. There's and there's no way Deborah Chow can control. All of that. That's way too much going on um, on all these episodes. She's She's got to get some help from, from whoever's helping her to get this all under, get it in check, man. There's got to be somebody that when she says no Star Trek, no, no, um, no humanoids, we can't do that. There's got to be people that say, yep, no humanoids, just completely alien lizard people and stuff like that, you know? Uh, no. Um, I agree. What we talked about the the lizard guy. I mean, if if it's gonna be lizard people, it's gonna be Trandosians, right? Just just keep the Trandosians. Even, even in that, there. I even them, I'm good without saying they they they're they're dated. They're seventies. This is 2022. But they are Star Wars, though. That's one big thing. They sure, sure, sure. are Star Wars. That's my point. I get it. Opinions one way or the other, but they're definitely Star Wars. Um, whereas the other lizard guy with the short arms was like again he was for out of power rangers man so anyway we talked about that already but but going over to um part four bradley um and yeah I, i'm gonna go ahead and i'll give it a three by the way i just want to say officially i'm gonna give obi-wan a three out of ten um for a number of reasons but but basically it's all the elements together including just decent directing it, it should have been much better because it's deborah chow but it's i didn't feel like the direction was that great act some acting was really good Ewan McGregor, obviously, 
his acting was very polished. I was gonna say, yeah, you you and McGregor did a good job. He knew what his role was and he stuck with it. Um, yeah, Rupert he, Friend, the Inquisitor. Yeah, he's good. He's good too. He's a lot younger looking, by the way, out of his makeup. So he looks like a younger man. With the by the yeah. way, his his pants, his pants look goofy, man. They're like they have the big, the big. What do you call that thing? That big bunch in the front, like yeah. like clown pants. Like I'm sure yeah, on the cartoon he doesn't look that, that goofy, man. Yeah, the uh, the little pleat thing. Um, yep. This show was not is not special. I want to talk about part four because I think this is the part where we meet Ice Cube, son. Is this yep. where we meet Ice Cube, son? Okay, so uh, O'Shea, what what what's his son's name? I don't know. Um. Oh, is that really Ice Cube's son? That's Ice Cube's real son. The one that looks like Ice Cube with oh, light skin. Right. Yeah. So, so he nepotism. Okay. Yeah, nep- anyway, nepotism. O'Shea yeah. Jackson Jr. Jackson okay. Jr. Okay, so in my opinion, that's exactly what it is. He, you know, you get to be in a movie because your father is famous. His acting is okay. It's okay. Um, but I don't think he's agreed. I don't think anybody's looking for him to be a great actor. You know, he's well, just, if you're in Star Wars, I am. I'm looking for everybody to be excellent, top notch actors. This is Star Wars. Yeah. I, and, I, mm-hmm. this, this isn't this isn't. This is a this is a franchise, man. And there be and, and he's not one of the, the worst actors on the series. There's others that are bad, uh, namely Reva uh, Moses Ingram. She's a good actor. She's not that good. They could have done better. Yeah. Uh, Can I just call everybody actors? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why we have to do actors, actresses. What is that? What is the point of that? I don't know. Whoever, whoever wants it, it's, she's an actress. Stewart. Whoever doesn't care, she's an actress. Waiter and waitress. Like, come on, guys. Yes. But anyway, okay. So Elder she, and she, she's Elderette. a fine actress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's a fine <laughs> actress. She did, she did a good job. But yeah, her direction. That was given to her was just terrible, and <clears throat> I, I didn't like. I think let's start with this. As far as if if we're asking who are the best actors on the series, easily Ewan McGregor, James Earl Jones, obviously as the voice of Darth Vader. James Earl Jones is a master at his craft. Kumail Nanjiani nailed his role as Haja, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't the best actor, but he wasn't bad. He like you, you didn't like think, man, why is he here? Whereas with others, I did. Um, Little girl Leia, uh, and then finally, was annoying, but she was she was a good actress, I think. Vivian Lyra Blair, yeah, she's a good actress, but yes, I, I did not like her as Leia. Yeah, for being a kid, I'm like, wow, she has nice presence. Yeah, she has great presence. I mean, she she did she's done everything her parents and everybody else has coached and groomed her to do. But um, really quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna end by saying yes, Rupert Friend. Uh, great acting. Uh, and then finally, Indira uh, Varma as Tala. I, th- I thought she was. Yeah, Tala was great. Like, actually, probably tied with Ewan McGregor for acting. Yeah, it's hard for yeah, British. She, she did a good job. It's hard um, for British actors, actors not to appear as good to American people. It's, it's, it's difficult for that to. We always have that opinion. Every time they have a British accent, we're always like, oh, they're great. Not, 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 not across the board, but mainly. I'll put it this way. The, the, 
percentage goes up when they tend to have a British accent. The percentage tends to goes up when we say that they're a good actress or a good actor. That's just something I've recognized. Maybe the Brits just take acting seriously, whereas Americans are just. It's interesting. Yeah, I did call out all the Brits there, or or those from the other side of the pond, as they call it. Um, <clears throat> Sung Kang was good, I guess, for whatever he was doing as fifth brother, but his whole ensemble just get out of here. Yeah. Like you look dumb. Again, that's um, going back to the whole thing where we talked about Dave Filoni and the team of animators have to remember that they're they have Kathleen Kennedy on their team. So you're going to make whatever she says into a movie or into a, a TV so, show. So you have to realize that you're going to make it very difficult for the art department and the makeup department. You should start there. Go how cool or how you know ridiculously dumb is this person going to look in this makeup? Are we going to be able to make them look good in live action? Okay, well let's let's not do that idea then. You see what I'm saying? I don't I don't know, and, and I'm sure there's listeners that yeah, are, are disagreeing with that. I, I I can see the disagreement, but still, man, these guys they look like buffoons, man. They don't look real. Um, and percent. And so I, I just wish they would they would think about that. I had another thought related to that, but I'll come back to it when I when I find out. <clears throat> Again, okay. uh, where are so we? Far, episode four or five? Well, let, let's not even go all organized and whatnot. Let's just slap well, it all together. If well, you there's don't some, mind, some key points. Okay, is episode four the one where the uh, the uh, snow speeders fly into the hangar? Yes. Okay. Yes. So everybody, I guess we should just say all the stupid stuff. Everybody, let's 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 hone in to episode four. I'm going to go ahead and click on Disney Plus here. If you have Disney Plus, you can follow along with me. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the exact timestamp of when this happens. So I'm I'm fast forwarding now. And yeah, I'm here. Okay. 2719. 2719. 2319. Is that a, <laughs> that's Toy Star or uh, Monsters Incorporated? Anyway, 2719. Yeah, exactly. They're in the hangar of this uh base on this the planet. I don't even know what planet this is, but it's it's their base, this Sith base. Or this um Nur. Nur. N-U-R is the name of the planet. Nur. Stinky, but anyway. Yes. So their hangar is pretty big, but I just thought it was kind of funny. They they cut action as this snowspeeder was coming in. The snowspeeder comes in to pick up Obi-Wan and uh, was it Leia? Yeah, Leia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Tala. And Tala. And it gets them, but like the first one comes in and you're like, okay, wait, whoa, this hangar is big, but it's not that big. How are you going to make a turn out of here? But the thing is, is they didn't even film it and you can take a look at it. They didn't even, they just didn't even show you the um, snow speeder coming out of the hangar. It looks so goofy. It looks just like Power Rangers. Oh, is that what they call that? Campy? Yeah, it's campy looking. To me, this whole show is campy. It's got lots, yeah, and yes, that is campiness. Campy, cheesy. It, it's it's low quality. It's like low budget. And that's what's got me irritated about this whole series. It's like, what? Who approved this? Do you guys even know about Star Wars? That And that, that's actually a legit question that a lot of people are asking. 
do the actual actors know about Star Wars? Deborah Chow was introduced with The Mandalorian, so we know she's there. But how much does Deborah Chow know about Star Wars? How much does Joby Harold know about Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, all these different writers that wrote with him. It's just the entire series is just annoying. It's, it's not executed beautifully. Here's an example. In the final uh, part, part six, and yes, Justin, you're absolutely right. In part four, those snow speeders look really dumb. Just want to cap that off. The, and, and it's all over the internet. Everybody has pointed that out. It's, oh, they it's pointed that out in, in particular? Oh, it's all over the internet. They're okay, like, cool. Yeah, those snow speeders were terrible. Um, yeah, that, it, it's undeniable. Some people might look at it. And if you're the type of person that looks at that snow speeder scene in episode four and you can't see what's wrong with it, then this show is for you. Absolutely. This is your show. You, you, this is yours. This Kitty Barney PBS special for, from Disney belongs to you. Um, going to ep- yeah. part six, the way the Star Destroyer, the Star Destroyer looks fine, but the way this cruiser that Ice Cube Jr. is piloting and trying to get the hyperdrive to get going, why are they going from left to right, left to right? left to right flying in front to of the lasers darth vader's star destroyer as if that star destroyer couldn't just take that thing out but but I, do you see the wiggle the the pattern the the, the back and forth yeah. it's cheesy it yeah. looks like the sci-fi channel it looks it, like the sci-fi it, channel it looks campy the farce of it doesn't have again. the yes it yeah. doesn't have the gloss and the glisten of theatrical releases. And you have to ask yourself, is Disney hurting for money that badly that they couldn't have paid people to make this look good? It's annoying because then if you go back and you watch Rogue One and you look at the Death Star, you look at the TIE Fighters, you look at the Star Destroyers, you look at Scarif, you're like, you're blown away by K2SO. I mean, this graphics is insanely crisp and clear and it does not look campy at all. It's, it's the opposite. It's, it's opulent. It's pristine. Here, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, repeatedly offends you with low-quality CGI. That's what's part of why I gave this, this uh, show. I gave it a five for, the, for Deborah Chow, for the acting, for the effort. Uh, they have, it has its high moments. Man, those things are cut at the knees by all the terrible. The storyline is horrible. You're. I'm going to stop this rant with this. Was anybody asking for a, a show about Princess Leia? The answer to that question oh. is no. 100% no. But here's why they made a show about Princess Leia, because guess who their next segment of the population is that they want to join Star Wars? Little baby girls. Yeah. Come on in. Got to get all these girls rounded up. Little sweet boys out there too, I guess. <laughs> sweetie, sweetie boys, yeah. So, so the that's funny. I can just hear Kathleen Kennedy with you know at the next Disney, even though there is no next Disney conference thing. This thing's already done. But if you know, only she would have said like. And for our Obi-Wan, we're gonna have something special for the little girls. So tune in. Cause you won't be, uh, you won't be disappointed anyway, man. Yeah. Unless you've liked star Wars pretty much all your life and you understand it only then 
you'd be disappointed but for everybody else right this is going to be the fluffiest little tv show you've ever seen yeah so gen x and i guess any baby boomers who care which there are some uh we're all disappointed (laughs) we're definitely all disappointed um now now here's the thing we're not giving this a fair shake Gen X reverb style fair shake, I should say, because we actually don't have Mark and Ken Ken here. You know, those two would definitely be defending some of the things that we're saying right now or uh, going against some of the things that we're saying. But but listeners, be rest assured, they 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 think this series needs help, needed help. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, But as usual, you know, Mark, Mark is uh, he's very positive. And and by far be it for me to put words into Mark's mouth. I'm just telling you, I'm just repeating you got what he says most of the time. Uh, you know, it's Star Wars, so it's kind of hard not to like it because it's Star Wars, right? Is that, am I? Am I? Yeah, that, I think that's a Markism. But I mean, let's. <laughs> a Markism. Let's, no, I, I I agree. <laughs> that Mark is positive. He's going to see the truth, and and like, and I'm I'm going to follow in his footsteps. I think they did a good job filming. Don't don't get me wrong. The cinematography, the shots, and the angles, man. They were par for the course. They did exactly what Hollywood has told them to do. They know all the rule of thirds and the golden angles and all that good stuff. They have they have that down. The filming was done very nicely. You know, what I they do didn't have some have complaints down? about direction. You know what they didn't have down, but and I'll let you finish your thought, Bradley. But I, I have something to say. What they did not have down. Mm-hmm. You, you have your thought there. Okay. You're saying so, the cinematography. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I'm trying to be like Mark and let's be positive. But I can say. Let me just say this. I'll, let me try to scrounge up everything that I thought was absolutely contradictory within the show itself. Riva is angry, so angry that she has the dumbest yells ever, which I think was what made her character terrible. That's her what I was were, saying. That's what I was saying. Her Glad- yells were terrible. They were glottal. <laughs> like what? Yeah. It's what like, are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Just yell like a normal person. Goodness gracious. Right, right. You're normal normal yellers are looking at her like, whoa, what's what happened to you? Why, yeah, why are, are you, okay? you yelling You're like that? You're trying too hard. You, why are you not properly angry? That's not proper anger. You're like trying too hard to be angry. Uh, that's how right. I feel about her uh, acting. So, so in my opinion, she's not a good actress. So, so that's just me. I, I think she's... Better than me. I think she's better than a lot of people. She's not the best that Disney could have purchased. And also, let's not forget that there's an agenda. You got to get, uh, you got to get woman power because you got Ray, Leia. You know, it, it's Kathleen Kennedy's game right now. That's okay. That's fine. Nobody cares. Okay, put more women on the screen. I agree. Go. But come on, man. But don't serve up the agenda when you when you put more yeah. women on the screen. But but when you're doing it for your own agenda. It, it shines through so clearly like a beacon. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Are we are we watching a, a movie about these characters or are we getting an agenda shoved down our throats? That's how I feel every yeah, it's, time. It's, man. it's basically affirmative action. It's it's in the workplace. OK, we got to hire this many black people. OK, can, can you at least make sure they know how to do their job is what I'm saying. Uh, and, and, you know, speaking as an African-American. So, I mean, and it's not about <laughs> black people. It's not about black people. It, <laughs> It's 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 anything. If you have an affirmative, that was if you have example. a, we get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just come on, make sure they know how to do it. She's a good actor, I guess. I've never seen her in anything, but I would have preferred somebody different. And um, they 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 check some boxes there. We're clear about that. We understand. Great, done. Um, here's the thing: 
be be the same person from episode part part one to part six. Dude, you're in here yelling. You you make an example out of a lady on Tatooine. And then at the very end of the episode, when Owen comes for you, the uh, part four, you, you try to go and kill Luke's or part. I said part four, part six. Part you six. try to kill Luke and Owen defends himself with a, a moisture evaporator top. Ugh, you. Yeah, you're 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 trained by Darth Vader. You're supposed to make quick work of people that don't have sabers in their hands. And 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 I, I tire of 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 the story can't progress. It's like, then why did you make her come into contact with Owen Lars, man? We do not want to see Owen and Baru fight. They, fighting a dumb. Sith, fighting a, an inquisitor. That is that's Get ridiculous. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That, and those are the, those are the types of things that I just wouldn't have chosen as the director, writer, whoever makes the decisions. It's like, guys, this is stupid. Yeah. Nobody care. Come on, they she would kill them. They would be dead. And, and you're asking people to fight their own logic. Like, okay, just don't believe that. Just believe that. Yes, Owen could defend himself. He would get and, slaughtered and, uh, immediately. <laughs> he would get slaughtered immediately. Oh no no, she was injured. Nah, she's an inquisitor. She'll just kill him with the force. But she was, that's, you can't do that. When they have to survive, you can't do that. See, that's the thing. Owen and Baru, they're still alive in A New Hope. So she can't kill them. She can't just force choke them to death like she would yeah, do yeah. if they weren't alive in A New Hope. There you go. That's to your point again, bring Bradley. To the, why why yeah, this is completely unnecessary. Point. Yeah. Nobody was asking for this hot garbage, man. This is a steaming pile of hot garbage that that just the more you analyze it, you're like, why? Yeah. What did you do this for? <laughs> so so let me let me talk about my point that I was just saying a few seconds ago. Um, we are lacking big time on the creatures. There's no um the little frog outside of Jabba's palace. We don't have any of that stuff going on. You know, he 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 eats up that that thing that's flying on a right. return of the Jedi. We have mm-hmm. uh, the little stuff that Jar Jar eats. They, they want to go whoopee. Uh, there's none of that back there. <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no uh, guacky and monkey lizards. Um, we're on Tatooine, right? Yep. We're, I just didn't see any of that, man. And the world building wasn't consistent. It was not saying. consistent, man. I'm like, wait, this is not Star Wars. We where where's all the little Muppets and stuff in the background? Um, so yeah. I, I definitely think that um people the the hard the hardcore Muppeteers, puppeteers for Jim Henson and stuff back in the day, they they're definitely looking mm-hmm. at this like, ah oh, man, you guys messed this up, man. <laughs> we had all kinds of puppets and yeah, stuff. Where's the immersiveness? Yeah, that's that is that is Star Wars. It was in the Mandalorian. It was in um, uh, Django Fett or uh, Boba Fett, excuse me, or some of that stuff. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's so many points that I keep remembering and I keep forgetting. I should write these things down before we podcast. But yeah, let me just go back to the Disney Plus so I can see the pictures. Yeah, possibly. While you're while you're looking that up, I do want to say. No, no, this is it. Here we go. This is my thought. Um, we need deep fake to be a reality anytime there's somebody that is 20 years removed from playing Anakin Skywalker. Hayden um, Christensen, I was just about to say that, so we're on the same wavelength. Bro, his, his face was chubbed. 
he looked like he has gone on so many drunken binge binge worthy <laughs> uh exciting times on the on the French Riviera for the last 20 years, man. I'm like, bro, full healthy cheeks, man. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy looks almost nothing like the Anakin Skywalker we remember. And I'm just like, this is where you put deep fake. You put that technology in there, which Disney was like, nah, nope, we're not giving you any of that money. No. Get this, get this pumped out and get this over with. We have we have funds that we're trying to give over to Taika Waititi. Um, obviously, right? Because he's supposed to be doing a trilogy. Um, we'll we'll let Ken which, yeah. get us up to date on Ryan Johnson, man. I think Ken was texting us a while back about Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> still, still thinking he's making a Disney uh, another Star Wars, but uh, man, I, you know what? We might be surprised, man, or we might not be surprised. I don't know if I w- would be surprised if Ryan Johnson made another um Disney movie at this point, another Star Wars movie. At this not point. about this hot garbage. First off, Ryan Johnson's movie um was uh, hands it just it was much better than this garbage. So. We should more. We should be talking about if Deborah Chow should be doing anything. And I guess I don't know why she, I want to put her face. She had too much on her plate, Brad. She went from directing one episode or two episodes a season, maybe three, I think, for the first season of Mandalorian, to directing mm-hmm. six episodes in a row. That's that's. But it took too- like eight. It took like eighty-five years to film this, though. We've been waiting for this for how many years? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, see, you just open up another thing. Remember when they announced this to be a movie? When was this? Like six, seven years ago? They announced this to be a movie? This was going to be a movie. And then, and then Disney came back and said, or uh, Lucasfilm came back and said, no, because you guys, um, oh, that's it. That's what happened. It, they announced it before, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, they announced it before Rise of Skywalker. Excuse me, not Rise of Skywalker. Um, episode eight, which was called what? Um, Los Ultimos Jedi. Um, uh, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Um, the Last the Jedi. Los Ultimos. Yeah, and uh, remember Los Ultimos Jedi because um, the Spanish wording makes it so that you know that they're talking about the actual. Uh, it's multiple last Jedi. I think it's in in Spanish, but in reality, they're talking about um, talking about just Spuke. Yes, yeah, Spuke Skywalker, or I, may, I might have that backwards. Spuke. I might have that in reverse. Anyway, going back, the feedback from the Ryan Johnson movie. Kathleen Kennedy was, "Yo, we're not gonna make an Obi Wan movie now. Now we're not going to give you guys what you want. That's what you get for making fun of us." good but see then they made this show bad see they were good with not making anything about obi-wan kenobi because i'll tell you i didn't want anything about obi-wan kenobi we were good with the way it transitioned from uh episode three to rogue one to episode four settle down no we need a that's all i'm asking we need a obi-wan we need a chewy we need (laughs) to get ourselves an r2 movie we certainly need a c3po movie we need to we need to see his origins. We need to see his in between, <laughs> in between each episode. Let's see what happened to him. This would be like some five minute snippets. Make those origin into, movies, man. Yeah, they're not for me. 
See, I think uh, C three or no, no R two would be like uh, he would be in a in a factory, right? <laughs> the origins of R two in a factory. Just boxes of components, of, man. Yeah, origins of this astromech droid. It's basically nobody cares, man. And honestly, if we're being honest, many people only put up with the prequels because of nostalgia. So bingo, absolutely nostalgia. It has the prequels. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, Bradley. Real quick, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. The prequels have George Lucas's fingerprints all over them. We want that. As fans, we want that. He's not the best director, but he has the special ingredient. That's him. He he makes Star Wars, and and that's what we're missing from this right here. You can't just dress up a bunch of people in in white trooper suits and call it star wars that's not star wars doing that and that's what they're doing oh with this gosh, Obi-Wan, man anyway yeah that stormtroopers yeah yeah that that that's that's a different subject but yeah that so there, there was just so much about this show that i just did not like uh and i and i think it was the needless explanation mostly it was the needless explanation of what took place between ep- um, episode uh, three and Rogue One, basically. Um, Jimmy Smith is just not up to snuff to be a younger version of the hip character that we see in Rogue One. It's just embarrassing. It's like, wait, you look worse before Rogue One's happenings than you do during Rogue One's happenings. We have all that type of continuity. Ewan McGregor pulls it off perfectly. Um but I mean, even the, the 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 going back shot with him and Hayden Christensen, yes, both of them look aged. It's just like, no, guys, dude, you filmed this twenty something years ago. Come on, Hayden Christensen was life back in the day, man. He's not here. It's clear. But if people aren't looking, then fine, okay, just let's just move on. Um, so it, it ultimately it's yeah you you get you painted a picture that nobody was asking for hey here I painted this picture can you please post this uh, hang this on your wall no no we weren't asking for this as a matter no. of fact we were we we were asking for something better than what we got with episode seven through nine that's what we have been asking for but you keep trying to pawn this other garbage off on us yeah man um let's get out of the TV show that's just my thing I've been saying that for the longest man I don't I don't care for Disney plus as far as Star Wars is concerned other than the stuff that I can watch that's actually in movie format so get out of the TV business it's it's no good it's it's the worst and I know I know it's just my opinion uh, but again I want to go back to the whole feel the the feel and I like the fact that you said campy so that means that um ABC shows tend to be campy. ABC, right? They kind of have to be for, because it's it's family friendly. It's got that ABC Disney appeal to it that they've had for decades. And that's um, fine then, right? That's fine for those shows. That's fine, but not but, for Star Wars. Yeah, not Get for Star Wars. So so just, you know, pretty much, man, I, I'm losing. I still like Star Wars. I'm not going to not I'm not going to stop liking it over this but I definitely will not be having my expectations will not be high any longer for the, for the streaming services. So when Andor comes out, I, by the way, I wasn't asking for Andor. Remember he dies. We know his ending. So for me, I'm just like, dude, Mm -hmm. this is pointless. Why are we going back and looking at this dude's history? 
Um, I think if you answer that question, you, you can't, we've all figured it out. If you answer that question, what is the point? What is the point? Give me the point of this guy. No, it's just to boost Latin audience, uh, Hispanic audience uh, attendance and views. That's it. That's the point. That's what Disney's saying. That's going to help us out with that. And then further than that, I I agree with you, by the way, in that demographic, Um, obviously, again, checking boxes. We need to get, make sure there's black guy in there. We need to make sure there's a Mexican guy in there. We need to make sure that there, or a a Latinx person in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why we're saying Latinx all of a sudden recently. Uh, I guess it's politically correct. Latinx? Is that a new thing? Yeah, Latinx. Latin. Okay. I just sounded like Jeff Goldblum Goldblum there. Ah. Yeah, I, I think so. As opposed to saying Latino, Latina, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a pride thing. I, okay, so anyway, yeah, they're checking boxes. Okay, box checking. Yeah, man. Okay, box. How about how about checking. check these boxes, man? Um, let's get another Star Wars movie, like a two-hour film. How about can we get that box check? That would be excellent. <sighs> just, just let's just get like there. all the funds. Yes, all the money, all the resources that they use, time, energy, writing, sandwiches brought to the set. Man, you could have been using that for a, a feature-length film, man. John Williams isn't going to be alive very much longer, man. Yeah, he's out. He's about to be he's- out. And um, and I definitely think that, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who, um, what's the other guy? The one who did Rogue One, because he's, he's going to end up taking John Williams' place, I can already tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Giacchino. Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Um, is, is got a, big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, he's fantastic. Remember, he did Jurassic Park, the, the Jurassic World Dominion, and he did a fantastic job. He actually ended up sounding a lot like John Williams in that movie, Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. but he also had mm-hmm. to use the overtures from, from Jurassic Park a lot um, for different parts of the movie. Sorry about the spoilers there. Um, no, no, no parts in the movie, just the, you know, the sounds and stuff. So, yeah, we look forward to Michael Giacchino, uh, hopefully, uh, taking the place of John Williams. <clears throat> we definitely want to get at least one more movie, if we can, out of John Williams. Um, if not, I'm satisfied with the overture he did for um, Episode 9. That ending, uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker theme that song. That was Giacchino? No, no, my, my, John Williams. Oh, no, that was John Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gotcha, satisfied gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. with his his brilliant work on rise of Skywalker, the song, the, the, the sweet. Oh, that um, is actually better than the original, in my opinion. Uh, of, of what movie? Of uh, episode of Star one? Wars or episode uh, four. Yep. There you go. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very touching. If you have not listened to uh, the rise of Skywalker, the last song that plays at the end of the movie, go ahead and uh, listen to that when you get a chance. And, uh, just reflect on Star Wars and, and your childhood and stuff like that. And those of our listeners who are already young, just enjoy the good moods that it puts you in. It's like a very, um, like the sun is setting kind of song. Like, you know, looking back on all the journey that we've been through, like that kind of score that he did. So, yeah, man. So um, I, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we didn't mention the battle. So I was actually kind of proud of the fact that they did finally do some real battling with Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan Bradley. Mm-hmm. So this was mm-hmm. real, real stone hurling, like picking up rocks, um, battling with the, the sabers, which we've already seen them do. And it's nice to see them again. I will give them props on that. That's redeemable on this Obi-Wan series. Um, yeah. 
Anakin is weak sauce, knowing that Obi-Wan didn't fully kill him. He didn't fully kill Obi-Wan. So obviously you can't fully kill Obi-Wan. Again, calling back to what we just said about Baru and uh, Uncle Owen, you can't kill them. They're still alive. Which is really dumb the way they wrote that scene then. That that to me is a contradiction. It's just like, why would you, spoiler, we said at the beginning of the uh, episode, but he buries Obi-Wan in boulders. I mean, how is he not crushed to death? As horrible as that sounds, as painful oh. as that would be, we wouldn't want anybody to go through that. But man. Man, you're not making any sense. And little kids, don't think you can get buried by boulders and survive. You are going to die. Obi-Wan did not, but he couldn't because I have the force. He needs to go on the episode four. <laughs> yeah, little kids. <laughs> hey, Timmy, let's go bury ourselves. No, just joking. It's always little Timmy. Hey, um, no, so here's the thing. Um, Obi-Wan was using the force back at Anakin. That's the only way he survived. We have to infer that's inferred that that what, Anakin didn't do buried a good job him. Of filming that. Yeah, I re- I really wish they would have shown a, a uh, force a force force field bubble. if you will. Yeah, force bubble. <laughs> a force force, force, force field. field. Show that on the screen. Yeah, show us like yes. like in green or blue, like you know, like a like a saber. And show it to us around him. Just make more sense of it. And and I I definitely yes. give him props for going at it because most of the time they hold back on the action with these Jedi's, man. But they definitely went in with these sabers. I do not at all like the fact that Reva survived. I hate that. I don't like that. Yeah. The other, Why? the Inquisitor, he's, he's alive still. I'm like, no, 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 no. Is this to set up the fact that the Emperor was still alive at the very end? Is this what this is telling us? Because that was also unbelievable, right? So they're like, no, no, we have to set up that in this universe, pretty much uh, the evil people, they always get killed you know quote unquote killed but they but they do not die they come back somehow some way and then they seek revenge is that is that what they're trying to say i i I think what they're trying to say without saying it and hopefully nobody catches it is that we are horrible writers and we really don't know what we're doing so let's bring this guy back we got it man it's we terrible you. writing. I don't know why we can't just say that. Why an exec can't just walk into the office and say, Joby, what is this? No. Why are you doing it this way? And stop being all cutesy. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, here on this Disney Plus special about Obi-Wan Kenobi behind the scenes, we just want you to see that we have absolute full faith in Deborah Chow and team to get this done. Deborah, we leave you to it. Bye now. When we come back, we expect a great show. No, that's stupid. Yeah. You should walk in and be like, nah, I don't get this. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And, and maybe from their perspective, if they could speak without getting in trouble, because they can't, you know, they have non-disclosure agreements. They can't say certain things. Maybe they'd like to say, hey, I did not write this. I did not want this. Some exec or their child walked in and said, mommy, I want, oh, hey, look, I have power and I'm telling you, you better do this and write this in. And they're like, what? I'm just making that up, by the way. Yeah. But there, there's things Sounds we like don't know. like Sing Part 2 with Portia the Fox yep. or Portia the Wolf. Daddy. Daddy, I'm hungry for cinnamon toast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I do want to say, I think we've gone on about it for quite some time. It's basically we're some sore losers over here that are just like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, you, you wasted six episodes of our time. Um, we got something out of it, I guess. Kind not really. This this show is not good. Look, spoiler alert: Jurassic <laughs> Park World Domination was way better than Obi Wan Kenobi. Absolutely, like, expectations it, for for Jurassic World Dominion were super low. We've already we we it's dinosaurs. We're done here. So that movie was excellent. It was great. Actually, they squeezed they did, some drops out of that franchise. Yes. And I think they did much better. And I've heard some of your opinions and thoughts on the different characters inside that movie. And so they actually did a lot better than like we were expecting. So yep. keep your expectations low and you will be pleasantly surprised with Jurassic World Dominion. Whereas with Star Wars, your expectations should be high. But, you know, we got this. So anyway, we can keep talking this, talking about this and beating a dead horse. Um, I think there's a couple more things we can wrap up with this one. Um, okay, so at the very end, uh, why did Reva not kill Luke in the end? Because she didn't want to become the thing that she that she was trying to get rid of. There you um, go. She and, and she no, was wait. a Padawan. I think that's also a weird thing. I, I never quite understood. So, Anakin, your assignment was is to kill all the Jedi's, but you kept her Jedi. By the way, the proper Jedi. So to kill all the Jedi, mm-hmm. but how did she become? Oh yeah, that's right. Dave so, Filoni has, he's the one who came up with that, right? With Reva? No, with the fact that, uh, the first thing the, the grand inquisitor, he was a Jedi temple dweller, wasn't he? Guard. Yeah. Something. He I, was a guard. Some of the dumb. Yeah. He, he was, he was a Jedi. They're, they're Jedis. And then they went to the dark side because in this particular case, I would like to speak on the, on the storytelling with pictures they did a horrible job showing us how Anakin met Riva. Did he saber her? Did, what, was that clear to you? I couldn't tell as a little kid what he did to her. And that also was annoying. It was like, wh- what happened? Why are I, you guys I don't know not what happened clear? either. I don't think he killed her. I don't think he sabered her, but I don't, I'm like, what exactly happened? Yeah, so you're right. And, it wasn't clear. And more importantly, why are you guys not being clear? Please, I, I would just want to know why you're being so ambiguous with this whole sequence. Why even show this to us? This is garbage. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to storytelling. Can, can, can't you just be clear about what took place? If you can't be clear about what took place, it, what you're telling your audience is that you don't even know what took place. You're telling Absolutely. the story and you don't even know how the story goes. Absolutely. They and, and coming from somebody myself who's not a good storyteller, right? So I'm not a good storyteller. So I'm always pleasantly surprised when a good story unfolds because I go, man, how did they do that? Um, yeah, this one was terrible. This was terrible. This was really bad writing. They still got paid though. That's the funny thing. We talked about Deborah Deborah Chow earlier. I mean, why did she even sign up to direct this? Man, when they handed her that bag full of greenery it's hard to say no right here's here's one bag oh you need two? Oh, wait let me give you four here's four bags stacked you're all set rest of your life you you will not need anything else it's hard to say no to bags, directing man. when disney offers you a bag of greenery um same with uh i don't know everybody else do so Man, I can't really think of anything else. Um, probably Ken and Mark can can come up with some other ideas and things. And I'm sure they will, by the way. Just like uh, 
I haven't even sounded off on all the jobs I had. Remember the jobs episode? Um, mm-hmm. These guys are going to have to sound off on Obi-Wan coming up on the next episode or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, K- Kenny, <laughs> let's just go ahead and tell the listeners. Uh, Kenny is is not on the cast right now, but he's he's enjoying uh, DJing. He is spinning the one on the ones and twos, and he, uh, he pulled out the old old uh, DJ equipment out of the basement or wherever he had it, and he is DJ DJing a graduation party as we speak on this podcast right now. Yep, he's texting us right now. Now, here's what here's the last thing I'll say. Um, or I definitely want to say this before the cast ends. I'll say it that way. Um, in the original Jurassic Park, you have a conversation going on with uh, Ian Malcolm and John Hammond, the creator of Engine, and uh, Dr. Grant and Laura Dern's character. Uh, I forget her name, but Laura Dern. Uh, Sat- Admiral Sattler. Holda. Sattler. Sattler. Ellie Sattler. Sattler. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and Gennaro, the lawyer. Um, and you got, everybody remembers the episode. It's on YouTube. It's, it's such a great scene. Jeff Goldblum, national treasure, according to Ken Booth. Uh, and according to Justin too. Me. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is, is, is all that. And a bag of chips. He's a, he's a cool Uh, guy. We're going to take the time that we have left and, uh, squander it. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a spoiler. Sorry, that's, that's, a, a, that's a spoiler from, from JP World Dom, I think. Yeah, that is. But you know what? We've already said spoiler alert enough. So there you go. Spot Spoilers. Hey, do you like spoiled oatmeal? We got plenty of that here with Jim Entry. Spoiled porridge. Yeah, hey, man. So what, so, what about Jeff Goldblum? So, okay, so Dr. Ian Malcolm, if you guys remember, get your minds into the mood there. Uh, they've seen a couple of the dinosaurs, and we got the genetic little uh, Mr. DNA here goes some dinosaurs and they you know they're there and you bred raptors and you get through that scene and then finally they're about to eat lunch and they're having this debate and uh Gennaro the lawyer you remember the scene you know uh he's hyped up you know he, he's like man we're about to make cheddar off this and people will pay anyway the crescendo to that scene is when Dr. Ian Malcolm says uh if I may um uh, I'll tell you the problem with the storytelling power that you're using here. And I, I've changed the words here for you guys uh, to, to get you into the, the right scene here with the uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, th- th- this okay, is wait, me hold speaking up, hold to up, Kathleen. Hold up. So our listeners do understand that you're referring to Obi-Wan, right? Uh, I, I'm Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. But instead of talking about telling John Hammond uh, not to make dinosaurs, I'm telling Disney to stop making Star Wars. Okay, so so Dude. you're specifically having a conversation with Kathleen Kennedy. LucasArts, sure. LucasFilm. Uh, execs at Disney for LucasFilm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever, Kathleen. Whoever's yep. in charge, up to and including Kathleen Kennedy and everybody. Uh, if I may, um, I, I'll tell you the problem with the storytelling power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what others had done and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves. So you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses like George Lucas to accomplish something as fast as you could. And before you even knew what you had, you patented it, you packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox. And, and now, uh, and he goes on to say something that, or he, he bangs his, his hand on the table. You're selling it. You want to sell it. 
well, uh, and he tries to end there. Then uh, let's say Disney, they come in and say, I don't think you're giving us our due credit, you Gen X reverb chumps. Our writers have done things which nobody's ever done before. And then Ian Malcolm puts the icing on the cake with, yeah, yeah. But your writers were so preoccupied with whether or not they could write a show about Obi-Wan Kenobi that they didn't stop to think if they should. And that, my friends, in listener land of GXR, is how I feel about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is a show that nobody was asking for, and it shouldn't have been made. Throw it into the heaping rubble (laughs) pile of things that Disney has created. But alas, Justin and uh, Gen X Reverb listeners, money makes the world go around. And that is, fortunately for Disney, what they're going to get out of this show. So there you go. Excellent portrayal, by the way, of Dr. Ian Malcolm. Thank you, Bradley. Let me go ahead and give you a little little applause for that there, man. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so here's the thing. This obviously doesn't involve uh, man-eating dinosaurs roaming the wild. The stakes are not that high, but they're high enough because we spend enough time with Star Wars. So, yeah, they didn't stop to think if they should. And I guarantee you there are directors that are being asked, and they are pensive. Deborah Chow looks very pensive. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't blame her, man. She looks like I don't think she's this was her fault. Wondering. Taika, he looks a little crazy, but he also looks like he's <laughs> sick of what they did with episodes seven, eight, and nine. Like it just irritates him. Like, really? How did you make <laughs> nice. this? Um JJ Abrams, man, he I, I in my opinion, he would have done a good job. I really do think he would have done a good job on, on the second film. But those films are so hard to make. He can't make two of them in a row. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I I wonder, though, you know, because it wasn't J.J. Abrams that was slated. It wasn't even Ryan Johnson that was slated. I think it was somebody else. There's another guy. Uh, I forget his name. No, it wasn't J.J. Abrams, Bradley. It wasn't. It was Ryan Johnson, but it was another director who was slated for episode three, I think. Episode three. Exactly. Excuse, and excuse me. Nine, nine, nine. Not the three. third, the, the third, the third installment, yeah, installment of the, the latest weak sauce versions. When you go back <sighs> in time. So so the same thing you can say about the ones that George Lucas came up with. There's so many flaws in those. Right. Doth. Right. That's a flaw. So they just went ahead and rolled with <sighs> yes. it. But we're OK with that. That was 1977, man. <laughs> Come on, give them a break. He's he's breaking ground on on graphics and screen stuff. Give George Lucas a break on that. We're in 2020 through 2022. We should be past um, the mistakes that they're making with. um, Remember, remember Ryan Johnson's writing um, reasonings. I just wanted to take every character and make them do the exact opposite of what they most likely would have done and see how that plays out on screen. Dude, you need help. You need help with making good, good Star Wars movies. You don't, you don't have decisions in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about knives out and all these other movies. Nope. Don't care. Don't care. You can't do that. That's an easy way out of making a movie. And it doesn't even. And look where it got you. Just reverse his thoughts. Reverse her thinking. Reverse them. We're good. Let's move on. Next movie. No, no. Fail. 
excellent cinematography. <laughs> um, I would have done more with Luke, though. I would, but then he, everybody would have done more with Luke. We're done with that. We're going to beat that. That horse has been beaten and has been rotting and pushing up daisies for a long time. Yeah. Um, so this is just fun conversation. Yeah. We're just we're just kicking these ideas around. This is not important. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I might sound like it's important, but it's not. I, I will say this, and and being being the story the good story writer that I am not, um, I will say this. Uh, it all it all gets pretty boring after a while. It, it even if Luke were to go ahead and rescue the entire galaxy, I think that's pretty much where you end it. Like, let's go ahead and wrap go. this up the Skywalker saga. And I know it's repeated banter. I I, I am actually repeating off after other people, but I actually agree with it. Let's let let's get this Skywalker saga over. Let's move on. I'm I'm actually kind of getting tired of Darth Vader. And Luke, they're annoying. Yeah, it's dumb. Darth, it's, Darth Vader in particular, it's like, oh my goodness, when are we going to be done with Darth Vader? Even in the sequel trilogies. Yeah. I have to get power from my grandfather. <laughs> you didn't even know your grandfather. Get out of here. <laughs> Throw that mask away and get cooking on your plot. I have to. So just, yeah, so stupid. And, and, <sighs> I mean, there's there's things I could look past, like the fact that he even has a mask on. Like, why are you wearing that mask? You look like a moron. But of course, it's for yeah, it's got to be. You got to give Mystere, got to give the kids something to purchase. Hey, I want Kylo Ren. I want the um, one with the red, the repaired red stuff on there. The electric <laughs> electric blazers, electric things. Okay. Yeah. What are you so- talking about? On uh, episode nine, when that monkey was uh, welding his helmet oh, back together, that was weird. Planet Planet of the Apes, man. That, that that right there is in the same book as not really being clear about if Anakin, what Anakin did with Reva at the Jedi Temple, and also if Obi Wan got crushed by all those boulders. Why are you not showing us how he survived? That's all in the same box. Like, ugh, what is this? <laughs> Don't make me have to go look up something on the internet to figure this out. Just tell me in the movie. I paid you. Yeah. I and gave again, you 15 bucks. Knights Just of Ren. Tell me. We've talked about we've talked about the Knights of Ren at nauseum, man. We've talked about them a lot. Uh, They're blithering idiots. Why they do they too. have Look all ahead. of that equipment? Dude, your buster sword? Use it already, man. Remember, they were supposed to make a Knights of Ren, a Knights of Ren uh, TV show on Disney Plus, and thank goodness we're hearing nothing about that, right? <laughs> but like, thanks. Woo! They, they see that thing. We can we can applaud them. They do know know how to make good decisions. Like, nah, let's not do that. They they do know how to make yeah. some good decisions from time to time. But like, who cares about the Knights of Ren? Um. They're going to die. Clearly not Disney, because they didn't cook that all the way through. That was a half-baked cake, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just stand them up here on these rocks, and then we'll do a sweeping shot with a drone, do their little music thing, and then they're pretty much useless at this point. Put them in there. Um, remember their ship that needs an oil change, man. <laughs> Get them in there. The dumpster fire mobile ship. Yes. <laughs> After them. Yeah, man. You know what would have been cool? a cool idea? And and again, I'm not a story writer, but you know what would have been a really cool idea, just as thinking about it from just a quick quick thought, if 
a segment of Luke's class would have turned to the dark side and the other segment of his class would have turned, would have been light side users. That, that's see, that makes sense. And then the, and then the light side users all go into hiding like two on one planet, uh, two more on another planet, one on another planet. And then one with Luke. And then, then them converging yes. together. See, they can go back and write that. We could totally write that. See, the thing is, is it, it's, they could write that these guys, they come back. They, they uh, like R2 gets the map and the map now makes more sense because there's two min there's, you can't find all of them. It's not just one person you're looking for. You're looking for like six or seven different Padawan learners. You know what I'm saying? So it's more complex. It's yeah. not just, Oh, one planet. Let's get them. You know? Yeah. That, that makes sense. And that's actually I want to see that movie. That movie would have been better. That trilogy would have been had a bigger payoff. Um, because ultimately, who was there anybody asking for Luke to die? I mean, again, we're 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 talking about the movie now instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but see, there's the common denominator. Nobody was asking for this. Was Everybody there? was at and in in this case, people were actively asking for the obvious. All right, hooray! We finally are getting the sequels. Luke is going to be a very skilled ninja guy who helps everybody out and saves the galaxy. Yay. That's what we want to see. Well, Kuban, you get to see me <laughs> talk to my grandfather into the smash. And then you also get to see me. I catch lasers. Yes. Talk to Snoke, who we get to know no backstory on. Snokey. It's yeah. just like, what? Well, Another is thing is, there? too, who was asking for Luke to be a yin and yang I'm done with the the force, the hubris of the Jedi, and I I am so wise, and I am so done with the Jedi. I am above them. They're so dumb. Who was asking for that guy? Nobody. <sighs> you mean give up going to the forest and drink <laughs> bourbon all day, Luke? No, we already have those guys. They're everywhere. They they live actually here on planet Earth with us. We see them. Constantly. We, we were not asking for give up on life, bum Luke. Yeah, basically, bum. Yeah, and so we are looking for a hero, something that we don't have a lot of that wield sabers and jump through the air and stuff. Anyway, man, yeah. Anyway, we, we can't, we can't yeah. change what, what, yeah. uh, what their agenda is and what they want. That's what they have to do. So going back to, I think we can wrap this one up. We can, we can put a bow on this Obi-Wan uh, part four through five. Yeah, it was just garbage. It was it was more than anything, just a bunch of um, <laughs> it's, it's like just sets set dressing. You thought deeply about about that. I did. I did. It's pure garbage. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, set dressing and 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 dressing other people up to look like stormtroopers and rebels and jedis and with the exception of uh, you know, Ewan McGregor, he's a real jedi, and uh, Darth Vader. And uh, that's it. Everybody else is just playing their part, trying yeah. to make it look as Star Wars as possible. And, and that's just it. Yeah. It's it came off that way. It came off as like a, a Chinese company making um, knockoffs. And they they get it they get kind of close, 
But then you start using the phone or or the the item that you're using, and you're like, man, they did a great job making this look real, but this is garbo. This doesn't even work. Yeah, um, Ca- and I'm not trying Casio. to be offensive to Casio with a K. Yeah, instead of a C, is <laughs> a Casio watch Smoke with the K. Casio. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a G Shock. This is a this is a Z Shock. It's gonna break G- a G Shake. A G shacky, yeah, and it will, it will break in about twenty minutes. It's gonna fall off. So, hopefully, that's not an offensive illustration, but it's it's very common, and that's how I felt with Obi Wan. It's just like, man, what is this? This is this is a knockoff. What, this isn't real Star Wars. Come on, but yeah, we we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us kind of rant on this. Hopefully, we weren't too mean. Um, mad props to to all the. Well, all the roadies and stagehands, mad props to the sound technicians, <laughs> mad props dude, to the, the makeup artist. Yeah. To flee. <laughs> mad props to the chili peppers, bro. <laughs> Rock mad on, chili. <laughs> Give it away now, player. Right on. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good job, everybody. Uh <laughs> bad props to uh Corey from uh Budweiser who <laughs> supplied us with an unlimited supply of, of drinks. Yeah, yeah uh, on the set. Mad props to uh Doug from Starbucks, man. He kept our, our crew caffeinated, man. <laughs> Doug. Yeah, man. You know, okay, so this is Justin uh signing off with uh Bradley here. We're gonna Go ahead and let you guys know about our, our Facebook page, Gen X Reverb. Uh, that's where you can find us, Facebook, at Gen X Reverb. Check us out on, tw- uh, not on Twitter, because we don't do anything with Twitter. I just want to make sure that's known. Do you guys, have you tweeted anytime, <laughs> anytime recently? I haven't tweeted anything, man. We don't, we don't mess with Twitter. If we have Twitter. a Twitter account, man, why? What is yeah, the point of that? It's, it's, I don't know. We'll let Kim do it, uh, Twitter. Um, Nobody does Twitter, man. And, yeah. I mean, unless you're a social media influencer, and we're not. Yeah, we, we are definitely not, so... Uh, Instagram, you can follow there as well if you want to. I think you, I think you're safe just checking out Facebook. Um, I gave a shout out last time, a couple episodes ago. I gave a shout out to Logan Nielsen, but I, I feel real bad because um, he is not the only one that takes a look at our posts and listens to our podcast. We have a few listeners that check us out, but I'd like to go ahead and give a shout out to, uh, and I'm terrible here. So just wait for it. <laughs> yeah, we always see Adrian Archibald. Adrian Archibald, thank you. We appreciate you listening. Who is that, by the way, man? I've I seen that Ken, young lady on our... Yeah, Ken knows her, I think, personally. She definitely uh, is a mutual friend. Uh, oh, and she knows she knows Ed McCray. Remember Ed McCray? Of course I remember Ed McCray. Yeah. it's uh, yeah. Ed McCray from <laughs> Douglas Newhouser, Texas. I don't know. I know he's from Texas. Yeah, Ed, Ed McCrazy. Uh, anyway, and Ed, you're not crazy. You're you good, man. You're good. So, um, yeah. So I want to definitely make sure to put that in there, Logan, and also Adrian C. Archibald. Shout out. It does say C on Facebook, so don't so don't uh don't grill us up too bad. It does say your middle initial. All right, and uh, yeah, get get uh, more of your friends to listen to us if if they're if they're into the stuff you're into. But if not, don't force them to listen to us because we are we are an acquired taste. Uh, anything else mm-hmm. you, you want to add to that, Brad? 
Yeah, um, I'm actually logging into Facebook right now, but um, to try to emulate your your little copy or your your little shout out there. That's a good shout out. Uh, my uh, little shout I'm, I'm out, huh? <laughs> Wait, no, you're, uh, uh, man, that's how, it, yeah, in English, in, in American English, that is the best way to offend somebody. Hey, look at you and your little. Just say little before something and you will offend them. My bad, man. I didn't know you were like that. Tell no, you how I really feel. Hey, you little shout out. Um, yeah, man, no, I actually was going to give a shout out to um, Cousin, Cousin Kimono. Whoa, what's what happened to you? Why, yeah, why are, are you, you okay? yelling You're like that? You're trying too hard. You why are you not properly it, angry? That's not proper anger. You're like <laughs> trying too hard to be angry. Uh that's how right. I feel about her uh, acting. So so in my opinion, she's not a good actress. So, so, that's just me. I, I think she's better than me. I think she's better than a lot of people. She's not the best that Disney could have purchased. And also, let's not forget that there's an agenda. You gotta get uh you got to get woman power because you got Ray, Leia. You know, it, it's Kathleen Kennedy's game right now. That's okay. That's fine. Nobody cares. Okay, put more women on the screen. I agree. Go. But come on, man. But don't serve up the agenda. When you when you put more yeah. women on the screen, but but when you're doing it for your own agenda, it 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 shines through so clearly, like a beacon. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. are we are we watching a, a movie about these characters or are we getting an agenda? shove down our throats that's how i feel every yeah, it's, time it's, man. it's basically affirmative action it's it's in the workplace okay we got to hire this many black people okay can, can you at least make sure they know how to do their job is what i'm saying uh and, and you know speaking as an african-american so i mean and it's not about <laughs> black people it's not about black people it, <laughs> it, it's 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 anything if you have an affirmative if you have a, we get it yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come on, make sure they know how to do it. She's a good actor, I guess. I've never seen her in anything, but I would have preferred somebody different. And um, they 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 check some boxes there. We're clear about that. We understand. Great, done. Um, here's the thing: be be the same person from episode part part one to part six, dude. You're in here yelling. You you make an example out of a lady on Tatooine, and then at the very end of the episode, when Owen comes for you, the uh, part four. You, you try to go and kill Luke's or part, I said part four, part six, part you six. try to kill Luke and Owen defends himself with a, a moisture evaporator top. Ugh, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're trained by Darth Vader. You're supposed to make quick work of people that don't have sabers in their hands. And, and, and I, I tire of, of, of the story can't progress. It's like, then why did you make her come into contact with Owen Lars, man? We do not want to see Owen and Baru fight. They, fighting a dumb. Sith. Fighting a, like, an Inquisitor. 
That is that's ridiculous. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that Dude. and those are the, those are the types of things that I just wouldn't have chosen as the director, writer, whoever makes the decisions. It's like, guys, this is stupid. Yeah. Nobody care. Come on, they she would kill them. They would be dead. And, and you're asking people to fight their own logic. Like, okay, just don't believe that. Just believe that. Yes, Owen could defend himself. He would get and, slaughtered and, uh, immediately. He would get slaughtered immediately. Oh, no, no. She was injured. Nah, she's an inquisitor. She'll just kill him with the force. But she was, that's, you can't do that. When they have to survive, you can't do that. See, that's the thing. Owen and Baru, they're still alive in A New Hope. So she can't kill them. She can't just force choke them to death like she would do if they weren't alive in A New Hope. There you go. That's to your point again, Bradley. Why, why yeah, this is completely unnecessary. Point. Yeah. Nobody was asking for this hot garbage, man. This is a steaming pile of hot garbage that that just the more you analyze it, you're like, why? Yeah. What did you do this for? <laughs> so so let me let me talk about my point that I was just saying a few seconds ago. Um, we are lacking big time on the creatures. There's no um the little frog outside of Jabba's palace. We don't have any of that stuff going on. You know, he 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 eats up that that thing that's flying on a right. Return of the Jedi. We have mm-hmm. uh, the little stuff that Jar Jar eats. They they want a wonga whoopee. Uh, there's none of that back there. There's no uh, there's no uh, guaki and monkey lizards. Um, we're on Tatooine, right? Yep. We're. I just didn't see any of that, man. And the world building wasn't consistent. It was not saying. consistent, man. I'm like, wait, this is not Star Wars. We where where's all the little Muppets and stuff in the background? Um, so yeah. I, I definitely think that um people the the hard the hardcore Muppeteers, puppeteers for Jim Henson and stuff back in the day, they they're definitely looking mm-hmm. at this like, ah oh, man, you guys messed this up, man. <laughs> we had all kinds of puppets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, where's the immersiveness? Yeah, that's that is that is Star Wars. It was in the Mandalorian. It was in um, uh, Jango Fett or uh, Boba Fett, excuse me, or some of that stuff. Yeah, so there's that. Um, There's so many points that I keep remembering and I keep forgetting. I should write these things down before we podcast. But yeah, let me just go back to the Disney Plus so I can see the pictures. Yeah, possibly. While you're while you're looking that up, I do want to say. No, no, this is it. Here we go. This is my thought. Um, we need deep fake to be a reality anytime there's somebody that is 20 years removed from playing Anakin Skywalker. Hayden uh, Christensen, I was just about to say that, so we're on the same wavelength. Bro, his face was chubbed. He looked like he has gone on so many drunken binge binge-worthy <laughs> uh exciting times on the on the French Riviera for the last 20 years, man. I'm like, bro, full healthy cheeks, man. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy looks almost nothing like the Anakin Skywalker we remember. And I'm just like, this is where you put deep fake. You put that technology in there, which Disney was like, nah, nope, we're not giving you any of that money. No. Get this, get this pumped out and get this over with. We have we have funds that we're trying to give over to Taika Waititi. Um, obviously, right? Because he's supposed to be doing a trilogy. 
Um, we'll, we'll let Ken Which, yeah. get us up to date on Ryan Johnson, man. I think Ken was texting us a while back about Ryan Johnson. <laughs> still, still thinking he's making a Disney, uh, another Star Wars. But uh, man, I, you know what? We might be surprised. Man. Or we might not be surprised. I don't know if I w- would be surprised if Ryan Johnson made another um, Disney movie at this point. Another Star Wars movie. Not about this hot garbage. First off, Ryan Johnson's movie um, was... Uh, hands it just it was much better than this garbage so we should more we should be talking about if Deborah Chow should be doing anything and I guess I don't know why she, I want to put her face she had too much on her plate Brad she went from directing one episode or two episodes a season maybe three I think for the first season of Mandalorian to directing mm-hmm. six episodes in a row that's that's but it took too- like eight. It took like eighty-five years to film this, though. We've been waiting for this for how many years? Yeah, yeah. And that's see, you just open up another thing. Remember when they announced this to be a movie? When was this? Like six, seven years ago? They announced this to be a movie. This was going to be a I movie, and then and then Disney came back and said, or uh, Lucasfilm came back and said, no, because you guys, um, oh, that's it. That's what happened. It. They announced it before and correct me if i'm wrong listeners they announced it before rise of skywalker excuse me not rise of skywalker um episode eight which was called what um los ultimos jedi um, uh the last jedi the last jedi um the last the jedi los ultimos. yeah and uh remember los ultimos jedi because um the spanish wording makes it so that you know that they're talking about the actual uh it's multiple last jedi i think it's in in spanish but in reality they're talking about um talking about just spuke yes spuke skywalker or i I might have that backwards i might have that in reverse anyway going back the feedback from the ryan johnson movie kathleen kennedy was yo we're not gonna make an obi-wan movie now now we're not going to give you guys what you want. That's what you get for making fun of us. Good. But see, then they made this show bad. See, they were good with not making anything about Obi-Wan Kenobi because I'll tell you, I didn't want anything about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We were good with the way it transitioned from uh, episode three to Rogue One to episode four. Settle down. No, Disney, we need a- that's all I'm asking. We need an Obi-Wan. We need a Chewie. We need to get ourselves an R2 movie. We certainly need a C-3PO movie. We need to, we need to see his origins. We need to see his in between, <laughs> in between each episode. Let's see what happened to him. This would be like some five-minute snippets. Make those. Origin the, movies, man. Yeah. They're not for me. See, I think uh, C-3. I, I need- or, no, no. R2 would be like uh, he would be in a. In a factory, right? <laughs> the origins of R2 in a factory. It's the boxes of origins components, of, man. Yeah. Origins of this astromech droid. It's basically nobody cares, man. And honestly, if we're being honest, many people only put up with the prequels because of nostalgia. So, bingo. Absolutely. Nostalgia. It, it has the, pre- the prequels. Man, sorry to right. cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, Bradley. Real quick. I'm sorry, man. I go apologize. Ahead, the prequels have George Lucas's fingerprints all over them. We want that. As fans, we yep. want that. 
He's not the best director, but he has the special ingredient that's him. He he makes Star Wars. And and that's what we're missing from this right here. You can't just dress up a bunch of people in in white trooper suits and call it Star Wars. That's not Star Wars doing that. And that's what they're doing oh with this gosh, Obi-Wan, yeah. man. Anyway. Yeah, that Stormtroopers, yeah. Yeah, that that that's that's a different subject, but yeah, that so there there was just so much about this show that I just did not like, uh, and I and I think it was the needless explanation. Mostly, it was the needless explanation of what took place between ep, um, episode uh, three and Rogue One. Basically, um, Jimmy Smith is just not up to snuff to be a younger version of the hip character that we see in Rogue One, it's just embarrassing. It's like, wait, you look worse before Rogue One's happenings than you do during Rogue One's happenings. You have all that type of continuity. You and McGregor pulls it off perfectly. Um, but I mean, even the, the 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 going back shot with him and Hayden Christensen, yes, both of them look aged. It's just like, no, guys, dude, you filmed this 20-something years ago. Come on. Hayden Christensen was life back in the day man he's not here it's clear but if people aren't looking then fine okay just let's just move on um so it, it ultimately it's yeah you you get you painted a picture that nobody was asking for hey here i painted this picture can you please post this uh hang this on your wall no no we weren't asking for this as a no. matter of fact we were we we were asking for something better than what we got with episode seven through nine that's what we have been asking for but you keep trying to pawn this other garbage off on us yeah man um let's get out of the tv show that's just my thing i've been saying that for the longest man i don't i don't care for disney plus as far as star wars is concerned other than the stuff that i can watch that's actually in movie format so get out of the tv business it's it's no good it's it's the worst and i know i know it's just my opinion uh but again i want to go back to the whole feel the the feel and i like the fact that you said campy so that means that um abc shows tend to be campy ABC, right? They, they kind of have to be for, because it's it's family friendly. It's got that ABC Disney appeal to it that they've had for decades. And that's um, fine then, right? That's fine for those shows. That's fine, but not but, for Star Wars. Yeah, not Get for Star Wars. So so just, you know, pretty much, man, I, I'm losing. I still like Star Wars. I'm not going to not I'm not going to stop liking it over this but I definitely will not be having my expectations will not be high any longer for the, for the streaming services. So when Andor comes out, I, by the way, I wasn't asking for Andor. Remember he dies. We know his ending. So for me, I'm just like, dude, mm -hmm. this is pointless. Why are we going back and looking at this dude's history? Um, I think if you answer that question, you, you can't, we've all figured it out. If you answer that question, what is the point? What is the point? Give me the point of this guy. No, it's just to boost Latin audience, uh, Hispanic audience uh, attendance and views. That's it. That's the point. That's what Disney's saying. That's going to help us out and, with that And then audience. further than that, I, I agree with you, by the way, in that demographic. Um, obviously, again, checking boxes. We need to get make sure there's a black guy in there. We need to make sure there's a Mexican guy in there. We need to make sure that there or a Latinx a Latin, person yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why we're saying Latinx all of a sudden recently. Uh, I guess it's politically correct. Latinx? But Is that a new thing? Way, you, 
Yeah, Latinx. Latin. Okay. I just sounded like Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think so. As opposed to saying Latino, Latina, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a pride thing. I, okay, so anyway, yeah, they're checking boxes. Okay, box checking. Yeah, man. Okay, box. How about how about checking. check these boxes, man? Um, let's get another Star Wars movie, like a two-hour film. How about can we get that box check? That would be excellent. Yeah, just, just let's just get like there. all the funds. Yes, all the money, all the resources that they use, time, energy, writing, sandwiches brought to the set. Man, you could have been using that for a, a feature-length film, man. John Williams isn't going to be alive very much longer, man. Yeah, he's out. He's about to be he's- out. And um, and I definitely think that, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who, um, what's the other guy? The one who did Rogue One, because he's, he's going to end up taking John Williams' place, I can already tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Giacchino, Giacchino, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Um, is is got a big f- shoes to fill, man. Yeah, he's fantastic. Remember, he did Jurassic Park, the, the Jurassic World Dominion, and he did a fantastic job. He actually ended up sounding a lot like John Williams in that movie, Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. but he also had mm-hmm. to use the overtures from, from Jurassic Park a lot um, for different parts of the movie. Sorry about the spoilers there. Um, no, no, no parts in the movie, just the, you know, the sounds and stuff. So yeah, we look forward to Michael Giacchino, uh, hopefully uh, taking the place of John Williams. <clears throat> we definitely want to get at least one more movie if we can out of John Williams. Um, if not, I'm satisfied with the overture he did for um, episode nine, that ending uh, the uh, rise of Skywalker theme that was song. Giacchino? No, no, my, my John Williams. Oh no, that was John Williams. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gotcha, satisfied gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. with his, his brilliant work on Rise of Skywalker, the song, the 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 suite. Oh, that um, is actually better than the original, in my opinion. Uh, of of what movie? Of uh, episode of Star one? Wars or episode uh, four? Yep. There you go. Yeah, no, it's very it's very touching. If you have not listened to uh, the Rise of Skywalker, the last song that plays at the end of the movie, go ahead and uh, listen to that when you get a chance and. Uh, just reflect on star Wars and, and your childhood and stuff like that. And those of our listeners who are already young, just enjoy the good moods that it puts you in. It's like a very, um, like the sun is setting kind of song. Like, you know, looking back on all the journey that we've been through, like that kind of score that he did. So yeah, man. So, um, I, I'm thinking, oh yeah, we didn't mention the battle. So I was actually kind of proud of the fact that they did finally do some real battling with Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan Bradley. Mm-hmm. So this was mm-hmm. real, real stone hurling, like picking up rocks, um, battling with the, the sabers, which we've already seen them do. And it's nice to see them again. I will give them props on that. That's redeemable on this Obi-Wan series. Um, yeah. Anakin is weak sauce. Knowing that Obi-Wan didn't fully kill him, he didn't fully kill Obi-Wan. So obviously you can't fully kill Obi-Wan. Again, calling back to what we just said about Baru and uh, Uncle Owen, you can't kill them. They're still alive. Which is really dumb the way they wrote that scene then. That that to me is a contradiction. It's just like, why would you, spoiler, we said at the beginning of the episode, but he buries Obi-Wan in boulders. I mean- how is he not crushed to death? As horrible as that sounds, as painful oh. as that would be, we wouldn't want anybody to go through that. But man, you're not making any sense. And little kids, don't think you can get buried by boulders and survive. You are going to die. 
Obi-Wan did not, but he couldn't because I have the force he needs to go on the episode four. <laughs> yeah, little kids. <laughs> hey, Timmy. Let's go bury ourselves. No, just joking. it's always little Timmy. Hey, um, no, so here's the thing. Um, Obi-Wan was using the force back at Anakin. That's the only way he survived. We have to infer that's inferred that that what, Anakin they didn't do buried a good job him. Of filming that. Yeah, I re- I really wish they would have shown a, a, a force, a force force field, bubble. if you will. Yeah, force bubble, <laughs> a force force, force, force field. field. Show that on the screen. Yeah, show us like yes. like in green or blue, like you know, like a like a saber, and show it to us around him. Just make more sense of it, and and I I definitely yes. give him props for going at it because most of the time they hold back on the action with these Jedi's, man. But they definitely went in with these sabers. I do not at all like the fact that Reva survived. I hate that. I don't like that. Yeah. The other, Why? the Inquisitor, right. he's he's alive still. I'm like, no, 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 no. Is this to set up the fact that the Emperor was still alive at the very end? Is this what this is telling us? Good, because that was also unbelievable, right? So they're like, no, no, we have to set up that in this universe, pretty much uh, the evil people they always get killed you know quote unquote killed but they but they do not die they come back somehow some way and then they seek revenge is that is that what they're trying to say i i I think what they're trying to say without saying it and hopefully nobody catches it is that we are horrible writers and we really don't know what we're doing so let's bring this guy back we got it man it's terrible writing i don't know why we can't just say that why an exec can't just walk into the office and say, Joby, what is this? No. Why are you doing it this way? And stop being all cutesy. Oh yes. Uh, here on this Disney plus special about Obi-Wan Kenobi behind the scenes. We just want you to see that we have absolute full faith in Deborah Chow and team to get this done. Deborah, we leave you to it by now. When we come back, we expect a great show. No, that's stupid. Yeah. You should walk in and be like, nah, I don't get this. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And, and maybe from their perspective, if they could speak without getting in trouble, because they can't, you know, they have non-disclosure agreements. They can't say certain things. Maybe they'd like to say, hey, I did not write this. I did not want this. Some exec or their child walked in and said, mommy, I want, oh, hey, look, I have power and I'm telling you, you better do this and write this in. And they're like, what? I'm just making that up, by the way. Yeah. But there, there's things Sounds we like don't know. Sing part two with Portia the fox yep. or Portia the wolf. Daddy, daddy, I'm hungry for cinnamon toast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I I do want to say I think we've gone on about it for quite some time. It's basically we're some sore losers over here that are just like, <laughs> look, you you wasted six episodes of our time. Um. We got something out of it, I guess. Not really. This this show is not good. Look, spoiler alert. Jurassic <laughs> Park World Domination was way better than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Absolutely. Like, Expectations just, for, for Jurassic World Dominion were super low. We've already, we, we, it's dinosaurs. We're done here. So that movie was excellent. It was great. Actually, they squeezed they did, some drops out of that franchise. Yes. And I think they did much better. And I've heard some of your opinions and thoughts on the different characters inside that movie. And so they actually did a lot better than like we were expecting. 
So yep. keep your expectations low and you will be pleasantly surprised with Jurassic World Dominion. Whereas with Star Wars, your expectations should be high. But, you know, we got this. So anyway, we can keep talking this, talking about this and beating a dead horse. Um, I think there's a couple more things we can wrap up with this one. Um, okay, so at the very end, uh, why did Reva not kill Luke in the end? Because she didn't want to become the thing that she that she was trying to get rid of. There you um, go. She and, and she no, was wait. a Padawan. I think that's also a weird thing. I, I never quite understood. So, Anakin, your assignment was just to kill all the Jedis, but you kept her Jedi, by the way, the proper Jedi. So to kill all the Jedi, mm-hmm. but how did she become? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, Dave Filoni has he's the one who came up with that, right? With Reva? No, with the fact that uh the first inqu- the the Grand Inquisitor, he was a Jedi temple dweller, wasn't he? Guard, yeah. Something he was a guard. That's some of the dumb yeah, he he was he was a Jedi. They're they're Jedi's. And then they went to the dark side because in this particular case, I would like to speak on the on the storytelling with pictures. They did a horrible job showing us how Anakin met Reva. Did he saber her? Was that clear to you? I couldn't tell as a little kid what he did to her. And that also was annoying. It was like, what happened? Why are you guys not being clear? I don't think he killed her. I don't think he sabered her, but I don't, I'm like, what exactly happened? Yeah, so you're right. It wasn't clear. And more importantly, why are you guys not being clear? Please, I I would just want to know why you're being so ambiguous with this whole sequence. Why even show this to us? This is garbage. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to storytelling. Can't you just be clear about what took place? If you can't be clear about what took place, what you're telling your audience is that you don't even know what took place. You're telling a story and you don't even know how the story goes. Absolutely. They and, and coming from somebody myself who's not a good storyteller, right? So I'm not a good storyteller. So I'm always pleasantly surprised when a good story unfolds because I go, man, how did they do that? Um, yeah, this one was terrible. This was terrible. This was really bad writing. They still got paid though. That's the funny thing. We talked about Deborah Deborah Chow earlier. I mean, why did she even sign up to direct this? Man, when they handed her that bag full of greenery it's hard to say no right here's here's one bag oh you need two. Oh, wait let me give you four here's four bags stacked you're all set rest of your life you you will not need anything else it's hard to say no to bags, directing man. when disney offers you a bag of greenery um same with uh i don't know everybody else do so Man, I can't really think of anything else. Um, probably Ken and Mark can can come up with some other ideas and things. And I'm sure they will, by the way. Just like uh, I haven't even sounded off on all the jobs I had. Remember the jobs episode? Um, mm-hmm. These guys are going to have to sound off on Obi-Wan coming up on the next episode or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, by the way, K- Kenny, <laughs> let's just go ahead and tell the listeners. Uh, Kenny is is not on the cast right now, but he's he's enjoying uh, DJing. He is spinning the one on the ones and twos, and he, uh, he pulled out the old old uh, DJ equipment out of the basement or wherever he had it, and he is DJ DJing a graduation party as we speak on this podcast right now. Yep, he's texting us right now. Now, here's what here's the last thing I'll say. Um, 
or I definitely want to say this before the cast ends. I'll say it that way. Um, in the original Jurassic Park, you have a conversation going on with uh, Ian Malcolm and John Hammond, the creator of Engine, and uh, Dr. Grant and Laura Dern's character. Uh, I forget her name, but Laura Dern. Uh, Sat- Sadler. Holda. Sadler. Sadler. Ellie, Ellie Sadler. Sadler. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and Gennaro, the lawyer. Um, and you got everybody remembers the episode. It's on YouTube. It's a, it's such a great scene. Jeff Goldblum, national treasure, according to Ken Booth. Uh, and according and to I, Justin I think too. Actually, Me. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is, is, is all that. And a bag of chips. He's a, he's a cool uh, guy. We're going to take the time that we have left and, uh, squander it. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was that a spoiler. Sorry, that's that's a, that's a spoiler from from JP World Dom, I think. Yeah, that is. But you know what? We've already said spoiler alert enough. So there you go. Spot spoilers. Hey, do you like spoiled oatmeal? We got plenty of that here with Jim Entry. Spoiled porridge. Yeah. Hey, man. So what? So, what about Jeff B- so, Goldblum? Okay, so Doctor Ian Malcolm. If you guys remember, get your minds into the mood. There, uh, they've seen a couple of the dinosaurs, and we got the genetic little uh, Mister DNA. Here goes some dinosaurs, and they, you know, they're there, and you bred raptors, and you get through that scene, and then finally they're about to eat lunch, and they're having this debate. And uh, Gennaro, the lawyer, you remember the scene, you know, uh, he's hyped up, you know, he, he's like, Man, we're about to make cheddar off this, and people will pay. Anyway, the crescendo to that scene is when Dr. Ian Malcolm says, uh, if I may, um, uh, I'll tell you the problem with the storytelling power that you're using here. And I, I've changed the words here for you guys uh, to to get you into the, the right scene here with the uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, th- th- this okay, is wait, me hold speaking up, hold to up, Kathleen. Hold up. So our listeners do understand that you're referring to Obi-Wan, right? Uh, I, I'm Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. But instead of talking about telling John Hammond uh, not to make dinosaurs, I'm telling Disney to stop making Star Wars. Okay, so so Dude. you're specifically having a conversation with Kathleen Kennedy, LucasArts, sure. Lucasfilm. Uh, execs at Disney for Lucasfilm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever, Kathleen. Whoever's yep. in charge, up to and including Kathleen Kennedy and everybody. Uh, if I may, um, I, I, I'll tell you the problem with the storytelling power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what others had done and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves. So you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses like George Lucas to accomplish something as fast as you could. And before you even knew what you had, you patented it, you packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox. And, and now, uh, and he goes on to say something that, or he, he bangs his, his hand on the table. You're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, uh, and he tries to end there. Then uh, let's say Disney, they come in and say, I don't think you're giving us our due credit, you Gen X reverb chumps our writers have done things which nobody's ever done before and then ian malcolm puts the icing on the cake with yeah yeah but your writers were so preoccupied with whether or not they could write a show about obi-wan kenobi that they didn't stop to think if they should and that my friends in listener land of gxr is how i feel about obi-wan kenobi it is a show that nobody was asking for and it shouldn't have been made. Throw it into the heaping rubble <laughs> pile of things that Disney has created. But 
alas, Justin and uh, Gen X Reverb listeners, money makes the world go around. And yeah, that yeah. is fortunately for Disney, what they're going to get out of this show. So there you go. Excellent portrayal, by the way, of Dr. Ian Malcolm. Thank you, Bradley. Let me go ahead and give you a little, little applause for that there, man. Um, oh, thank you. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so here's the thing. This obviously doesn't involve uh, man-eating dinosaurs roaming the wild. The stakes are not that high, but they're high enough because we spend enough time with Star Wars. So, yeah, they didn't stop to think if they should. And I guarantee you there are directors that are being asked, and they are pensive. De- Deborah Chow looks very pensive. Um, yeah, I wouldn't blame her, man. She looks like I don't think she's this was her fault. Wondering. Taika, he looks a little crazy, but he also looks like he's sick of what they did with episodes seven, eight, and nine. Like it just irritates him. Like, really? How did you make <laughs> nice. this? Um JJ Abrams, man, he I, I in my opinion, he would have done a good job. I really do think he would have done a good job on on the second film. But those films are so hard to make. He can't make two of them in a row. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I wonder, though, you know, because it wasn't J.J. Abrams that was slated. It wasn't even Ryan Johnson that was slated. I think it was somebody else. There's another guy. Uh, I forget no, 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 his no, name. Hold up. No, it wasn't J.J. Abrams, Bradley. It wasn't. It was Ryan Johnson, but it was another director who was slated for episode three, I think. Episode three. Exactly. Excuse, excuse me. Nine, nine, nine. Not the, third, the, the third, the third, the third installment. installment of the, the latest weak sauce versions. When you go back in time. So so the same thing you can say about the ones that George Lucas came up with. There's so many flaws in those. Right. Doth. Right. That's a flaw. So they just went ahead and rolled with yes. it. But we're OK with that. That was 1977, man. Come on, give them a break. He's he's breaking ground on on graphics and screen stuff. Give George Lucas a break on that. We're in 2020 through 2022. We should be past um, the mistakes that they're making with. um, Remember, remember Ryan Johnson's writing um, reasonings. I just wanted to take every character and make them do the exact opposite of what they most likely would have done and see how that plays out on screen. Dude, you need help. You need help with making good, good Star Wars movies. You don't, you don't have decisions in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about knives out and all these other movies. Nope. Don't care. Don't care. You can't do that. That's an easy way out of making a movie, and it doesn't even. And look where it got you. Just reverse his thoughts, reverse her thinking, reverse them. We're good. Let's move on. Next movie. No, no, fail. Excellent cinematography. <laughs> um, I would have done more with Luke, though. I but then he, everybody would have done more with Luke. We're done with that. We're going to beat that. That horse has been beaten and has been rotting and pushing up daisies for a long time. Yeah, um, so this is just fun conversation. Yeah, we're just we're just kicking these ideas around. This is not important. Yeah, uh, it, I, I might sound like it's important, but it's not. I, I will say this, and and being being the story the good story writer that I am not, um, I will say this. Uh, it all it all gets pretty boring after a while. It, it even if Luke were to go ahead and rescue the entire galaxy, I think that's pretty much where you end it. Like, let's go ahead and wrap go. this up 
the Skywalker saga, and I know it's repeated banter. I I, I am actually repeating off after other people, but I actually agree with it. Let's let let's get this Skywalker saga over. Let's move on. I'm I'm actually kind of getting tired of Darth Vader and Luke. They're annoying. Yeah, it's dumb. Darth, it's, Darth Vader in particular. It's like, oh my goodness, when are we going to be done with Darth Vader? Even in the sequel trilogies. Yeah. I have to get power from my grandfather. <laughs> you didn't even know your grandfather. Get out of here. <laughs> Throw that mask away and get cooking on your plot. I have to. So just, yeah, so stupid. And, and I mean, there's, there's things I could look past, like the fact that he even has a mask on. Like, why are you wearing that mask? You look like a moron. But of course, it's for, yeah, it's got to be, you got to give Mystere. Got to give the kids something to purchase. Hey, I want Kylo Ren. I want the um, one with the red, the repaired red stuff on there. The electric, <laughs> electric blazers, electric things. Okay. Yeah, what are so, you talking about? On uh, episode nine, when that monkey was uh, welding his helmet oh, back together. That was weird. Planet, Planet of the Apes, man. That, that, that right there is in the same book as not really being clear about if Anakin, what Anakin did with Reva at the Jedi temple. And also if Obi-Wan got crushed by all those boulders, why are you not showing us how he survived? That's all in the same box. Like, what is this? (laughs) Don't make me have to go look up something on the internet to figure this out. Just tell me in the movie. I paid you. Yeah. I gave you 15 bucks. Knights of Ren. We've talked about, we've talked about the Knights of Ren at nauseum, man. We've talked about them a lot. Uh, they're blithering idiots. Why they do they have all ahead. of that equipment? Dude, your buster sword? Use it already, man. R- remember, they were supposed to make a Knights of Ren, a Knights of Ren uh TV show on Disney Plus. And thank goodness we're hearing nothing about that, right? <laughs> like, thanks. Woo! They they see that thing. We can we can applaud them. They do know, know how to make good decisions. Like, nah, let's not do that. They they do know how to make some yeah. good decisions from time to time. But like, who cares about the Knights of Ren? Um, they're gonna die. Clearly not Disney because they didn't cook that all the way through. That was a half baked cake, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just stand them up here on these rocks, and then we'll do a sweeping shot with a drone, do their little music thing, and then they're pretty much useless at this point. Put them in their um. Remember their ship that needs an oil change, man. <laughs> Get them in there. The dumpster fire mobiles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what would have been cool, a cool idea? And and again, I'm not a story writer, but you know what would have been a really cool idea? Just as thinking about it from just a quick, quick thought. If a segment of Luke's class would have turned to the dark side and the other segment of his class would have turned, would have been light side users. Then that's see. That makes sense. And then the and then the light side users all go into hiding, like two on one planet, uh, two more on another planet, one on another planet, and then one with Luke. And then then them converging yes. together. See, they can go back and write that. We could totally write that. See, the thing is, is it's they could write that. These guys, they come back, they they uh like R2 gets the map, and the map now makes more sense because there's two min there's you can't find all of them. It's not just one person you're looking for. You're looking for like six or seven different 
Padawan learners. You know what I'm saying? So it's more complex. It's yeah. not just, oh, one planet, let's get them. You know? Yeah. That that makes sense. And that's actually that I want to see that movie. That movie would have been better. That trilogy would have been had a bigger payoff. Um, because ultimately, who was there anybody asking for Luke to die? I mean, again, we're 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 talking about the movie now instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but see, there's the common denominator. Nobody was asking for this. Was Everybody there? was at and in in this case, people were actively asking for the obvious. All right, hooray! We finally are getting the sequels. Luke is going to be a very skilled ninja guy who helps everybody out and saves the galaxy. Yay! That's what we want to see. Well, too bad. You get to see me <laughs> talk to my grandfather enter the smash. And then you also get to see me. I catch lasers. Yes. Talk to Snoke, who we get to know no backstory on. Snokey. It's yeah. just like what. Who Another is Snoke, thing is, man? too, who was asking for Luke to be a yin and yang? I'm done with the, the force, the hubris of the Jedi. And I, I am so wise and I am so done with the Jedi. I am above them. They're so dumb. Who was asking for that guy? Nobody. You mean give up going to the forest and drink <laughs> bourbon all day, Luke? No, we already have those guys. They're everywhere. They they live actually here on planet Earth with us. We see them constantly. We, we were not asking for give up on life, bum Luke. Yeah, basically, bum. Yeah, and so we are looking for a hero, something that we don't have a lot of that wield sabers and jump through the air and stuff. Anyway, man. Anyway, we, we can't we can't yeah. change what what yeah. uh, what their agenda is and what they want. That's what they have to do. So going back to I think we can wrap this one up. We can we can put a bow on this Obi-Wan uh, part four through five. Yeah, it was just garbage. It was it was more than anything, just a bunch of. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like just sets set dressing. You thought deeply about about that. I did. I did. It's pure garbage. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, set dressing. And, and and dressing other people up to look like stormtroopers and rebels and Jedis. And with the exception of, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor, he's a real Jedi and uh, Darth Vader. And uh, that's it. Everybody else is just playing their part, trying yeah. to make it look as Star Wars as possible. And, and that's just it. Yeah. It's it came off that way. It came off as. Like. Uh, a Chinese company making um, knockoffs and they, they get it, they get kind of close, but then you start using the phone or, or the, the item that you're using and you're like, man, they did a great job making this look real, but this is garbo. This doesn't even work. Yeah. Um, Ca- and I'm not trying Casio. to be offensive to Casio with a K. Yeah. Instead of a C. It's a Casio watch. The cake. Casio. Yeah. yeah. This is uh this is a G Shock. This is a this is a Z Shock. It's gonna break G, a G shake. A G shake. Yeah. And it will <laughs> it will break in about 20 minutes. It's gonna fall off. So hopefully that's not an offensive illustration, but it's it's very common. And that's how I felt with Obi-Wan. It's just like, man, what is this? This is this is a knockoff. What, this isn't real Star Wars. Come 
man. But yeah, we we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us kind of rant on this. Hopefully we weren't too mean. Um, mad props to to all the well, all the roadies <laughs> and, and the stagehands. Mad props <laughs> to the sound technicians. Mad props, dude, to the, to the guys who artists. didn't even get paid. Yeah. To flee. <laughs> Mad props to the chili peppers, bro. <laughs> Rock Mad on, chili. <laughs> Give it away now, player. <laughs> right on. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good job, everybody. Uh <laughs> Mad props to uh Corey from uh Budweiser. He <laughs> supplied us with a unlimited supply of of drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the set, mad props to uh, Doug from Starbucks. Man, he kept our our crew caffeinated. Man, Doug. Yeah, man. You know. Okay, so this is Justin uh, signing off with uh, Bradley here. We're gonna go ahead and let you guys know about our our Facebook page, Gen X Reverb. Uh, that's where you can find us. Facebook at Gen X Reverb. Check us out on uh, not on Twitter because we don't do anything with Twitter. I just want to make sure that's known. Do you guys have you tweeted any time anytime recently? I haven't tweeted anything, man. We don't, we don't mess. If we with have Twitter. a Twitter account, man. Why? What is yeah. the point of that? It's it's. I don't know. We'll let Kim do it. Uh, Twitter. Um, Nobody does Twitter, man. And, yeah. I mean, unless you're a social media influencer, and we're not. Yeah, we we are definitely not. So uh, Instagram, you can follow there as well if you want to. I think you I think you're safe just checking out Facebook. Um, I gave a shout out last time, a couple episodes ago. I gave a shout out to Logan Nielsen, but I, I feel real bad because um, he is not the only one that takes a look at our posts and listens to our podcast. We have a few listeners that check us out, but I'd like to go ahead and give a shout out to, uh, and I'm terrible here, so just wait for it. <laughs> yeah, we always see Adrian Archibald. Adrian Archibald, thank you. We appreciate you listening. Who is that, by the way, man? I've seen that young lady on our... Yeah, Ken knows her, I think, personally. She definitely uh, is a mutual friend. Uh, Oh, and she knows knows Ed McRae. Remember Ed McRae? Of course I remember Ed McRae. Yeah, it's... uh, Crazy Ed McRae from (laughs) Douglas Newhouser, Texas. I don't know. I know he's from Texas. Yeah, Ed Ed McCrazy. Uh, Anyway, and Ed, you're not crazy. You're, You're good, man. You're good. So, um, yeah, so I want to definitely make sure to put that in there. Logan and also Adrian C. Archibald. Shout out. It does say C on Facebook, so don't so don't uh, don't grill us up too bad. It does say your middle initial. All right. And uh, yeah, get get uh, more of your friends to listen to us if if they're if they're into the stuff you're into. But if not, don't force them to listen to us because we are we are an acquired taste. Uh, Anything else Mm -hmm. you want to add to that, Brad? Yeah, um, I'm actually logging into Facebook right now, but um, to try to emulate your your little copy or your your little shout out there. That's a good shout out. Uh, my um, little shout I'm, I'm out, huh? Here. I mean, no, you're, uh, man, down huh, on that's me. how it, yeah, in English, in, in American English, that is the best way to offend somebody. Hey, <laughs> look at you and your little. Just say little before something and you will offend them. My bad, man. I did not mean it like that. Telling you how I really feel. Hey, you little shout out. Um, yeah, man. No, I actually was gonna give a shout out to um, cousin cousin Kimono. 